Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word from God this Reformation Sunday through which the Holy Spirit strengthens our faith in Jesus is Romans chapter 4 verses 18 to 25. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations just as it has been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. He wanted a little boy, a son of his very own. But it was impossible, hopeless. He was just too old. One night he he looks up at the stars. He makes a wish, and the next day his dream comes true. Of course, I'm not talking about Abraham. I'm talking about Geppetto. He wished upon a falling star. And the blue fairy came and brought to life the wooden puppet he had carved. By the end of the movie, the wooden boy was a real boy, and Geppetto and Pinocchio lived happily ever after. That story illustrates what so many consider faith to be. To them, faith is convincing yourself that your dreams will come true. It's convincing yourself that if your heart's desires are strong enough, it could happen. It will happen. When you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you. If your heart is in your dreams, no request is too extreme. You, you get the picture there. And that's why so many non-religious people can wear t-shirts that say believe with a little tinkerbell on them. You know, they could even point to Martin Luther and say, look at what you can do by faith alone if you just have faith in yourself, if you just believe. You know, faith alone, sola fide. Look at how he stood up to Pope and Bishop nailing those 95 theses uh, on October 31st. He didn't even cave in before the Holy Roman Emperor. Look what you can do if you only have faith in yourself. Just believe. But how vehemently Luther would have disagreed with them. In his preface to the epistle of the Apostle Paul to the Romans, 
which was included in his German translation of the Bible, Luther wrote, writes about faith there. He writes, Faith is not the human notion and dream that some people call faith. Faith alone, sola fide, is not faith in yourself alone. It isn't faith that your dreams will come true even though you have nothing else saying that they will come true so that your faith is alone all by itself. No, that's not faith. What then, dear friends, what then is faith, real faith? Let's have another childless man, a childless man from history, not from a fairy tale, show us real faith. He too was old, nearly a hundred years old. His wife, Sarah, was ten years younger, but even during her childbearing years, she was unable to have children. How impossible, how hopeless for them to have a child. But what does it say here? Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Why did he believe? Why? Did he wish upon a star? Was he convinced that his dreams would come true? Was the desires of his heart so strong it just had to happen? No. None of those. It had nothing to do with his dreams or desires. But remember the history. Twenty-five years earlier, the Lord had promised Abraham that he would be a great nation and that all peoples of the earth would be blessed through him. For the Savior, yes, the Savior for the world would come through Abraham. But how could that happen if he did not have a son? A few years later, the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, Look up at the heavens and count the stars if indeed you can count them. So shall your offspring be. And now go to Romans here. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Do you see how vastly different Abraham's faith was than uh, from the, the worldly faith we talked about earlier? You see how vastly different it was? Abraham believed because of what God had said. The promise gave him faith. God's promise. Faith needs a promise. That's why even as the years went by and his body grew older, Abraham's faith continued. Even though it faced the impossible. Now, faith in the impossible is a blind and foolish faith if it's built on the dreams of our heart. But faith in God's promises is never blind or foolish no matter how impossible those promises may seem. For God keeps His promises. Take note how the Romans here describes faith, uh, Abraham's faith. It says being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Yes, his faith was fully persuaded. For you see, faith is sureness. Sureness that God keeps his word. It is certainty that his promises do not fail. It is confidence that relies entirely and only 
on what God has said. That's why faith needs a promise, and not just any kind of promise. Faith needs an unconditional promise. Because if there's any conditions attached to it, how could faith be sure or certain? Faith needs an unconditional promise. A promise that God has made purely out of His grace, His love that we don't deserve or merit in any way. Luther expressed this in his preface to Romans as he wrote there, Faith is a living, daring confidence in God's grace so sure and certain that the believer would stake his life on it a thousand times. Faith alone, sola fide, trusts only in God's promises. It does not trust in the dreams or desires of our heart. It does not trust in the works of our hands. It does not trust in the good intentions of others. The only faith that saves is the faith that trusts God's promises alone. Sola fide, faith alone. You see how God's promises and saving faith go hand in hand? Saving faith and God's saving promises, His unconditional promises, always go together. In fact, it is God's promises that kindle faith in our hearts and fan and feed its flames. God's promises are the Holy Spirit's faith-creating and faith-sustaining tools. God's promises are what give faith its sureness and certainty. And that's why Luther wrote in his preface to the Romans, faith, however, is a divine work in us which changes us and makes us to be born anew of God. Yes, it is a divine work done in you by God's promises. A divine work. For we had as much work in creating our faith as we had work in creating our, ourselves, giving ourselves birth. We played no role there. So also it, faith comes because God has given you rebirth into His family. Faith trusts God's promises. Just have faith. Faith in God's promises. His unconditional promises. And so what does that mean for you and me? That means we, we need to go to His promises, right? We need to hold on to His promises. And His promises come to you through God's Word and sacraments. That's where He speaks His promises to you personally. In baptism, you were born anew into God's family. He did that divine work in you as faith was kindled in your heart. The Lord's Supper feeds you the body and blood of Christ so that your faith is fanned and fed and fueled by that promise of full and free forgiveness through Jesus. What a promise. Hold on to the promises. Go to His Word and sacraments. Yes, whenever... You're faced with the impossible. Whenever burdened with hopelessness, go to His promises, for God's promises will not fail. When your dreams are dashed and the, the desires of your heart disappoint, go to His promises, for they are more sure than reality itself. 
For you see, even heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word, his promises, will never pass away. Even the tiniest of faith that is clinging only to God's promises will withstand the fiercest storms of life. No wind of trouble, no downpour of grief, no thunderbolt of pain can damage God's promises. But even the strongest faith holding on to something else will be blown away. For everything outside of God's promises will fail. So dear friends, go. Go to God's promises. Go to His word and sacraments. For His promises bring you Jesus. Yes, Jesus born from Abraham's family. For God did indeed keep that promise to Abraham. And at the age of a hundred, Isaac was born to him. And through Isaac, the Savior for the world has come. The Savior that you and I desperately need. For how hopeless our condition was. Born dead in sin, helplessly uh, lost in unbelief. Guilty and damned, impossibly lost. How desperately we needed that Savior. And what does Paul write to us in Romans about that Savior? He was delivered over to death for our sins. Jesus died in your place. In our place. Yes, your sins were counted against Jesus. He carried your guilt so that you, dear friend, your faith now confesses. He did that for me, even for me. Jesus died for you. Faith holds on to that promise. Jesus died for you, for you have been baptized into his death. Yes, remember that. Jesus died for you every time you receive his body and blood in the Lord's Supper. Remember these words. He was delivered over to death for our sins, for you and for me. And he was raised to life for our justification. God raised Jesus from the dead because we have been justified, declared righteous in God's courtroom. On the day of our death and on the last day, God will judge us by whatever record our faith pleads. Anyone without Jesus will be condemned by the record of their own works that all fall short, no matter how strong their faith was in something else. But your faith, dear Christian, your faith pleads even now before God. Your faith pleads, Lord God, You have promised that you have freely credited Jesus' righteousness to me, sinner though I am, unworthy though I am. You have promised that you count Jesus' right record to me, guilty though I am. And you raise Jesus from the dead as the verdict that he has paid for all the sins of the world, including all of mine. 
You bid me believe this with all my heart. You even give me his body and blood so that I know that he did this for me. Yes, even for me. Your promises, Lord, will not fail. Every day, dear Christian friend, every day, plead before your heavenly Father's throne. Plead Jesus. Plead Jesus with that full confidence of faith. So don't wait for some falling star or blue fairy. Rather, continually go to the Lord's promises. Go to his word and sacraments. For no matter how impossible his promises may seem, they will not fail. Be fully convinced. Believe his promise. Believe that he has justified you through faith in Jesus, through faith alone. Sola fide. Just have faith. Faith in God's promises, his unconditional promises. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.